Everyone, good morning. My name is Joe Batanton. Um, this is I don't know how does Mike start the show. This is catching up. I live in California. Adam lives in Arkansas, and every single week, this is episode number two of four. He and I get together and we catch up. Hello, Adam Burns. What? I'm hearing last week's episode. Why am I hearing less? Oh shit. Okay, I figured it. I figured it out. I'm good. How are you? Co-founder of Pride 48, everyone, Adam Burns. <laughs> I was in the chat room. I was like, I'm going to get in the chat room. Yeah. And I'm going to be prepared. Yeah. And then you start talking, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I start hearing catching up back in my – like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. It's, it's the it's – the, the, you're hearing the delayed yeah, yeah. sound. Anyway, uh, I'm going to do that beginning again and just – no, who cares? I'm not a professional. I'm a professional show. Uh, that what that was for when Mike Lawson was here. R.I.P. Well, you can rest, you can restart if you want. I yeah, apologize, everyone. I, no, people don't expect a polished show from us. But now let me tell you this, Adam. I, I want to get down to the nitty. One of the things that you and I were talking before we get into Adam and I have both had very eventful weeks. I think. Yeah, well, I have. I have too. So uh, I mean, it's it's kind of boring, eventful though, right? It's like no, it's not, downer, no. downer, eventful. Yeah, well, that, that's good. Anyway, uh, I I want to say though, you know, I I I as I detailed on this show, I bought a car, and it comes with you know three months, but I'm I'm able to extend it for five dollars to six months of Sirius XM Radio, and I already pre-programmed all the stations that I want to listen to. And uh, one of them is this channel. God, this is the perfect. This is channel is going to be dangerous for me. It's only like hit songs from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands. Okay, no, no, no. Every, I don't think it's seventies. Like every yeah. time, every time I'm listening to the radio, and you always hear broadcasting from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and today, yeah. you know, or something like that. Uh, but I think this one only goes to like two thousand ten, and I don't think it has a seventies. I think it's eighties, nineties, two thousands, right? I have not changed a channel in like a few days because every song. And so yesterday, uh, well, first of all, I heard that song. Okay. I finally listened to the lyrics of that song, Skater Boy. I didn't. Okay. Have you know the song? Remember Avril Lavigne, Skater Boy? No. <laughs> he was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. That, that's okay. Anyway, it's a horrible I mean, song. maybe maybe if I heard a good rendition of it and not yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Let's take care of that. Let's take care of that. So um, let's see here. Oh. Here, oh, I, you know what's so funny is I'm gonna I go I'm gonna spell it the lame way and see if it works and it worked. That's how it's spelled. All right, here's the song. Okay, we'll we'll break it down here. 
So this is Avril Lavigne's big hit from the early 2000s, I want to say, like when I was writing music videos, but I didn't write a music video for it. And uh, I didn't realize the lyrics were so incredibly stupid. Here, there's a story. He was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? He was a punk, she did ballet. What more can I say? Which, by the way, lazy lyric writing there. What more can I say? Even though it's in our own theme song. And I only use that line as a cop-out. Okay? He wanted her. She'd never tell. Secretly, she wanted him as well. And all of the friends stuck up their nose. And they had a problem with his baggy clothes. Okay, so let's get this straight. So there was a, a punk kid who had baggy clothes. And he liked the girl. And the girl liked the boy. But her friends didn't like the way he dressed. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later. Okay, so far, are you confused at all, Adam? Am I confused? Yeah, well, you, you follow the story I'm, I'm, so far. I'm, I'm trying to – I'm just trying to wrap my head around do I know this song or not because I'm, I'm not much of a – I'm not much of a, a pop culture. I don't keep up with things, and so until I met Mark – uh, he makes me be up to date on pop songs, on current pop songs. So mm-hmm. back then when I didn't know him, like I didn't hear music because I just listened to talk radio all the time. But but when it got to the chorus, I think I recognized the chorus. Adam. It sounds familiar. The song is 17 years old. <laughs> I, uh, no, I mean, I mean, when that was part of pop culture and when that was popular, mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying attention to pop culture and music other than like Mariah Carey because she's always been my favorite, right? Yeah. So at that time, I wasn't up to date on all the current tunes. Mm-hmm. So I probably only heard it a few times. Yeah. But I think I I think I recognize that now, I mean today, I'm you know, Mark keeps me filled in. I know what's going on. We're always playing pop music in the house, but yeah. back then I, I wasn't. So. All right, so here we go. We're, but the point of this is, I never, I knew the song kind of. I'd hear it, at, you know, like when I was at the Gap or I don't know where, Old Navy. You know, you'd hear it, but like mm-hmm. uh, uh, I never listened to the lyrics before. So, okay, so, so we got the story so far. We 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 got it down. Here we go. But yesterday I, heard, I listened in the car for the first time, and I was like, oh, th- this dumb story. Listen to this a twist. Sounds like. Sounds like he just needs Stitch Fix or something. Yeah, and all her friends would like him. I mean, just you know. No, you're right. That would be that would be the solution. There, by the way, there are two plot twists in this story. Two. Okay, so I'm going to stop there for a second. So do you understand what happened there? 
Well, did she break up with him because he wasn't good enough for her, and then he became really famous? Well, she never gave him a chance, but yes. You got, okay. He, he yeah, liked yeah. her, and she actually liked him, but she listened to her friends and never gave him a chance, right? She said, she was like, boy. you wear baggy jeans. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. My friends don't like you. And then yeah. he becomes famous, which shouldn't matter at all, right? Shouldn't matter at <laughs> I all. I mean, it's like, okay, he became famous. So what you're saying is you should have, like— Ridden on those coattails a little harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should only, that... that, yeah, you should only date someone who becomes famous. But there's more of a plot twist. The, the, the plot twists do not end in this song. I didn't realize how much was going on in this uh, stupid song. All right, here we go. By the way, Adam and I have had both very eventful weeks. I can't believe I'm, I'm wasted on this song. <laughs> Did you hear that? I didn't understand all those words. Would you repeat those for me? She said, sorry, girl, you missed out. Uh, but this boy is mine now. The singer is now dating that skater boy. This gets very deep if you think about it. Okay, well, I'll go on. We are more than just good friends. And this is how the story ends. Too bad that you couldn't see. See the man that boy could be. There is more. So the so now she, it's very, it gets very meta because now she's saying that now you know hey fuck you cunt you, your loss is my gain and now he and this this guy and I that that you've rejected in high school we wrote a song this song we wrote it about you to make fun of you now here's the thing if you think about the lyrics I could do a whole show on this song she she knew him in high school she turned him down. And then she didn't know what was going on with him for years, apparently, right? At least four or five years. And then turns on the TV. No one in between was like, hey, you know, uh, Skater Boy is kind of really getting into music and getting kind of... No, it was just like, hasn't heard from him. Now, this is pre-Facebook. Also, I I can't get past it. Yeah. How shallow this is. Yeah, yeah. It's completely shallow. Like... Yeah, it's like it's not like not like oh he didn't have the qualities that it, you know uh, we didn't have a a connection or he did you know there's it's like oh damn he got famous and I missed out on that I I can't get past that it's like that shouldn't be the core of your relationship like someone got famous yeah you know what honey do honey donut brings up a very good point how did the skater boy and this girl know that she tagged along on a show with her friends how did they know that she had a kid alone i think skater boy's obsessed with her could be and by the way who is 
like, let me ask you a question, Adam, and I'll, I'll go first so you know I'm not fucking with you. There have been many guys, and I'm a loser, who I've been into and they turn me down, right? I don't know. This, I'm sure you've been turned down as well. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. No, you're now, not wrong. No, no. here is this hot skater boy rock star who presumably has had other girlfriends between this one and the girl in high school, and he's still fixated on the stupid ballet girl who said no? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I, I, Do you anyway. ever watch that? I, I'm not changing the subject, no, 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 but this, turn, is on, this is on subject. Do you ever watch that show Songland? No, what is that? Oh, it's so good. Well, I mean, maybe you wouldn't like it because, you know, you're Don't apologize. in the industry, no, air quote. In what is it? What is this song? No, there's this show Songland that Mark and I are really into now. We we like the reality TV in sure. my household. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we watch Big Brother. We watch uh, Amazing Race. We watch all the singing stuff. We watch mm-hmm. American Idol. We yeah. watch The Voice. Well, we should also that. plug that you have another podcast called But First, B-U-T-F-I-R-S-T, where you cover Big Brother and Survivor, correct? Well, I have two podcasts. So we have ButFirstPodcast.com, which is But First, which is the Big Brother podcast. Yeah. And then when Survivor starts, we have something called Survivor's Ready. Oh, they're two so separate podcasts. Survivor. They're not on the same feed. They're not on the same. Oh, I didn't now. know that. Oh, okay. No, but anyway, so we watch a lot of reality stuff. So Mark found this new show uh, called Songland where it's all about songwriters. Now, I'm sure, you know, I have no idea what the songwriting process is like because mm-hmm. I've, I'm not a songwriter. Yeah. But it seems like it's fairly accurate. But anyway, they have these really famous um, oh, I can't remember the girl's name, but there, there's a girl, uh, Esther something, Esther Dyson or Esther, I don't know. She's written a bunch of stuff for Katy Perry. She's written mm-hmm. for, I don't know, all these. Uh, see, you don't even know her name because, you know, writers, you know. But um, anyway, they have this panel of writers who are like really well known. Yeah. And uh, and then they have, uh, they bring in a, cele- a famous singer every week mm-hmm. and they bring in these songwriters that have songs and they sing their song, they demo it for them. Yeah. And then the, the famous person at the, or the pop star at the end of the episode is going to choose a song to actually record. Mm -hmm. And so, but the whole, this whole show is like a really interesting process where they select three of the entries Mm -hmm. and then these songwriters go back to the studio with them and they take the notes of the, pop star and they try to work them into that song and kind of rework the song Mm -hmm. to work and then they bring it back sing them again and then they choose anyway it's really interesting it really was just a side note Mm -hmm. it's a good show i like it you should watch it songland once again note to everyone in the catching up land um if you thought mike lawson leaving and i brought this up last week would mean the end of you're like where is this going (laughs) <laughs> what? what is this person I is, is there a, do i have to do ahead. i have to have a point it just reminded me of songland it's a good show we're talking about songwriting it's perfect it fits right in the pocket joe yeah. Yeah. right in the pocket yeah anyway uh by the way people are saying in the chat room they're going to subscribe to your show so now you're gonna be up to three subscribers <laughs> i know yeah um Actually, uh, it did. It was relevant. And now I'm trying to find a, like a, you know, something to make that story relevant. Mm. 
They go through the writing process oh, and boy. literally they just go. Oh, we're going back to this. Now. Oh, yeah, Songland. Mm-hmm. So they go, oh, well, those words don't work for this particular singer. What could we say to make this a little bit more skewed? So, th- so they just play willy nilly with the words anyway. They don't have to make any sense or it's not like they, they're really, they're just like looking at, okay, who's singing the song? Mm-hmm. How do we make this current? How do we make the words rhyme? You know, all those kind of things. So mm-hmm. it may just be they were looking for some rhyming words and that's what came out or, you know, I don't know. Well, thank you for making that relevant. I I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's so funny because we're killing time here. And uh, we have to get to the importance of... I'm actually going to go first because it leads, I think, kind of into your story. I think what I think your first story is. And uh, uh, is is your first story about what you're doing right now? Uh, I wasn't sure, but it can be. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. Okay. So everyone should know, and I'm actually going to, I'm going to break my own rule so to help Adam lead into his story. And I'm not going to go in chronological order, but my Thursday and Friday, for different reasons, were so difficult. Some of the most difficult days of 2019, two very separate days. And we're going to start with Friday first, but, and actually, it actually really starts in the middle of Thursday night. But in the middle of Thursday night, um, we had to rush my mom to the emergency room, uh, because, and I don't want to get too much into my mom's medical history. Let me just say this right off the bat. My mom is going to be 100% fine, yada, yada, yada. But she had a, a, a serious medical condition that needed to be treated. So, Thank God, because there's been <laughs> so yeah, what much happened to the podcast this week. I know. So uh, she's going to be 100% fine. And people I've told, especially people who listen to the podcast, have been very concerned, and I appreciate it. She's going to be 100% fine. But... um uh, but you know, Thursday night, I didn't sleep really. And, uh, I wasn't, I didn't get out, out of the emergency room until gosh, 9am. And then we actually had to go back to the emergency room because there were some complications that were fine. It was, it was actually, that turned out to be not really complicated. You know, you know what happens is when you have a serious medical thing, then you're so nervous and on edge, you're, you worry about everything, you know? And so my mom started saying that her arms were her not even her arms her wrists were numb and so we went back to the emergency room we were there for four hours trying to say like no it's you're fine i mean not to make this Mm -hmm. too entirely Mm lighthearted, but let's think about who we're talking to right here joe batance yeah who literally will have like a scratch on his neck and rush to the emergency room Mm -hmm. so i can imagine betty batance having some you know she's just Mm -hmm. been in the hospital anyway yeah so she has some pain or some discomfort, and she gets worried. No, I, mean, yeah, you... I know you would think that. No, it's the opposite. The problem, and I think a lot of moms are like this. Haley's mom might be able to chime in or any other mom, is that they often ignore their pain. I don't know why. That's actually what led to the – Let me. I'll, I'll give a few details that I can. My mom, for a few days last week, was complaining that her leg was hurting her, and – um I guess I'll just talk about what it is. She was talking about her leg was just hurting her and hurting her. And she, she thought she had what's called a baker cyst. She had had one before. And then finally, the, the, the pain in the middle of Thursday night was so unbearable that she had to go to the emergency room, right? And when they went there, they did a, an ultrasound, and it turned out she had a blood clot, a very small blood clot, but a blood clot nonetheless in her leg, okay? And so they've put her on uh, everything else is fine, though, blood thinners to help that clot get dissolved by the body okay 
But that was like a whole night and Thursday night. And then the wrist thing, because she didn't know, you know, what, what, because it could put, it could potentially could have been now she had blood clots everywhere and maybe they were in her arms. So they had to do a whole other battery test, but she didn't. She's just, you know, old people arthritis in her wrist and stuff or carpal tunnel syndrome. But now, uh, did you, now mm-hmm. speaking of you, yeah. have you started having symptoms? Because, you know, I feel like this is a thing with you yeah. when other people get sick yeah. around mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you know, that you also start feeling yeah so i've been having some lower back pain which i might talk about later i've been having some lower back pain and of course i'm thinking like do i have cancer or blood clots which i don't i've already had this back pain checked out but yeah luckily i've just went through my own battery of tests because of the uti so that that and you know what maybe the uti was a blessing because i went through a whole battery of tests for that and so uh uh i I know where i stand you know health-wise and it's pretty good okay so uh, but Friday was just a very stressful day. And in fact, so actually, you guys don't know this. Adam and I were set to record at 9 p.m. on Friday. Okay. We had we were going to do it Thursday. And I had such a stressful day that you, you'll hear about that on the next story. And I didn't even know. I, I didn't know. If, I don't know if you were saving it for the show. I was. Or you were like, oh, I just don't want to go to it. But you were like, um, I'll explain later. Yeah. Well, yeah. But on the show. I can't record. <laughs> yeah. So like. So I get I did get home around eight forty five, and I was just like I'm just so mentally and physically exhausted from being in the emergency room for essentially what had been, you know, sixteen of the past twenty four hours or something. I go I just can't do a fucking hilarious podcast. So anyway, and this is where the story's wrapping up. Uh, I call Adam, and I felt badly, too. I was all like, oh, I'm doing it like five minutes before the show's supposed to start. And I call Adam, and I say, listen, I, I can't do this show. I'm too tired. And then Adam, I'll let that, because then Adam goes, oh, that's okay anyway, because I'm... And then he tells me about his neck story. Go ahead. About, oh, well, wait, I don't know. I don't know what my next story is. Okay, well, I'll, I'll spoil it, because I've been telling this story. I told it to Taylor. I told it to Nico Martinez. I've told to everyone who listened. So I've had, you know, this very stressful couple of days. And you'll get like, you'll hear about the second day or the first right. day actually next. But, um, and I'm just so mentally tired that uh, being worried and this and that, and just my body at just at a nine. And, but I'm just too tired. So I tell Adam, I go, like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. But yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it later. But, um, I'm like, all right, well, I guess, okay, I really want to do the show tonight, but I guess we, we, it's all right, I understand. I'm like, okay, good. And then he goes, you know, this is going to sound kind of like cavalier or something, but I guess it's good because my grandma died today. And I'm like, what? Adam, oh, you should have, <laughs> the second your grandma died, you should have, well, not the second, but like, one of your okay. things should have been to cancel the show that day when your grandma died. That- that's why okay that's why i was confused because she didn't die on thursday but anyway no 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 she on fr- that, I, I called you on friday that, though okay so i was because you were on thursday and i'm like wait a minute what did i tell him on thursday no i don't want to be laughing it's very sad okay let me I, i'll just talk about this so mm-hmm. my th- this has been a whole thing yeah and i know i should sound all i feel like I'm very torn when it comes to um, bad or deaths. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know how to handle death, really, I think. Yeah. It, because but but I'll anyway, I'll just say this has been coming. She was 92, 91, 92, something like that. And my grandfather, the thing that makes it more tragic than anything else is because 
my parents have had so much death recently. So like two years ago, my mom's mom died. And then last year, my, my grandfather, my stepdad's father died. And now this is the third death in a row, three years in a row. Oh, so, so this is your dad's mother. Well, your this is my, yeah, this is my stepdad's mom. Oh, okay. And I mean, I've been, she's been my grandma since I was 14 and, you know, I love them and it's, it's a very sad thing, but it's just, it's very tragic because they've had, they have had so many deaths kind of in a row. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, so g- leading up to that, I knew I had a business trip and I, my mom, they had been in Washington, which is where I'm at right now. I'm in the Seattle area, but uh, they had gone and my grandma was in the hospital because she had congestive heart failure and she had a lot of fluid and they, they have to give her oxygen all the time. But they were unable to give her enough oxygen in her assisted living facility. I mean, I assume it's like dangerous or something. So at at a certain point, you have to do it in some sort of controlled facility. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell me this, but that's just my assumption Um, when you get to certain percentages. So they were already having and they were trying to get her to lose some water weight, you know, and all that kind of stuff that you do when someone has congestive heart failure. But I knew, I mean, my mom kept saying, you know, son, we really need you to come when, as soon as you can, because we want you to see her because we just don't know how, you know, how this is, everything's going to go. And so they actually went home and then went back to Washington. So they were home for a couple of weeks and then went back and they said, hey, you need to go ahead and book a trip for while we're here. So this is why I'm in the Seattle area right now is I literally booked plane tickets, hotel, all that for this area mm-hmm. to leave right from work. So yeah. I was in Sunnyvale and now I'm in Bremerton, which is on the other side of the water from Seattle. But anyway, so this week they've been, they went there and they found out they were going to have to move her into hospice and all of this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. by the time they got back, um, she was so, they couldn't move her without her oxygen dropping so low mm-hmm. that like, they just couldn't move her. Like yeah. she, it was impossible to move her. And I don't know all the ins and outs, but I, I got a text message, um, Friday afternoon that, you know, my, my mom, you know, always has to say things poetically. So it's like your grandmother has breathed her last breath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I mean, how do you say that? How do you how do you say I it's I didn't even want to tell people because like how do I text message my grandmother has died? I mean, it sounds so like I don't know. Like that's such a weighty thing to text message to people. Well, yeah, usually especially so, your mom to you, you think she'd call you, but Well, you know. So anyway, she did that. And I and I am. I know I don't sound sad at all. I am mm-hmm. sad, but here's the thing about death. I, I don't Again, I need to like have Taylor here like sitting in a in a chair or whatever. But since my dad died, my dad died when I was 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, death in my life, I've always been like more sad for the other people mm-hmm. than I am for my – like what makes me really sad and cry if, – if I ever cry, like yeah. if I get teary or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's thinking about what my parents are going through. Yeah. And not really about what I'm going through. It's like mm-hmm. I, I'm sad, but it was her time, and I I have all these logical things that my brain tells me, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, you would rather her die than have suffered, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I don't know if that's me avoiding grief or mm-hmm. if that's just kind of the way my brain works, or if I'm a serial killer. I don't know. But anyway, I get I get no, sad. No, you're not serial killer because people. it because. One of the things serial, serial killers lack is empathy. And so clearly you're being very empathetic 
in that you are sad because how it's affecting other people. So yeah, I want everyone in my life to be happy. I mean, I want to, I'm a people pleaser. I want to make everyone, you know, happy. I want them to have good lives and everything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when this thing happens and I know, oh my gosh, how must my stepfather feel right now? Cause now he's lost both his parents in two years Mm -hmm. and that sucks. And, you know, I feel really sad for him, but I I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily, and you know, over the past five to eight years, maybe more, I've seen my grandparents less and less because as mm-hmm. I've been an adult, I just haven't been able to travel and get out there and see mm-hmm. them. So the connection is not as strong as maybe it was eight or ten years ago. So maybe that's part of it as well. But anyway, yeah, so I'm I'm here and there – I've got a hotel and I don't know because – I, unfortunately I can't stay for the funeral, so I'm just going to see the family today and tomorrow and, and then I'm going to have to fly back to Arkansas. But Mm -hmm. so I'm just really, now I'm just really hanging around uh, just to kind of see people, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, that's, that's what I'm here for. Now, now where are your parents in? Are they staying in the same hotel, different hotel? (laughs) Well, it's, it's not that funny, but I, I, I'm a, I just think I'm a persnickety person or something but no they're so my aunt and uncle uh live in boise idaho Mm -hmm. and they recently purchased a trailer like um Mm -hmm. like a rv situation like a you you pull it behind it it's not the full what is it called a winnebago where Mm -hmm. you drive the thing but it's just the trailer thing that you hitch Mm -hmm. to whatever so my mom, my mom calls me or texts me probably earlier this week, and she's like, "Hey, where are you staying? You know, all that kind of stuff." And she's like, "We're staying in the trailer with uh, with your aunt and uncle, and we could, you know, the the little kitchen area has this couch thing that we can make out into a bed, and you could sleep there." And I'm like, "No." Everyone should <laughs> know this. Adam Burns won't even stay at a hotel that doesn't have uh, a sauna or steam room where he can look at guys' dicks. Okay. That's not true. I will. It has nothing to do. I I like nice hotels, but my current hotel they have a hot tub, but that's mm-hmm. it. Um, well, this is for it, I mean, yeah, it, look for death situations. You'll take a hot tub, but usually when you okay, when you're going to Montreal with your boyfriend in a week or two, right? Uh huh. Okay. The hotel you stay in a hotel. Yes. Steam room. You know, I don't know. He so he picked it out, and it was more related to closeness to the Pokemon event. Wait, wait, so, wait, I mean, wait, I, wait, I wait, wait, wait. A... Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> what? hold on, hold on for a second. Breaking news once again in true Adam Burns style. There's a deeper, there's a better story somewhere underneath. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. What? <laughs> I didn't know this. Okay. I knew you were going to Montreal. I guess I just sort of skipped. I never thought to ask why you were going to Montreal. <laughs> so please we're tell going... me why you're going to Montreal. By the we're way, go- I, well... I want everyone to know, and Adam will be mad when I say this. I'll just say he's 30-something, okay? But my impression 40. But 30-something, okay? Who, me? Yeah. I'm 41. That's oh, fine. Oh, okay. Oh, he's 41 years old. Okay. How old is Mark? You can... He's seven years younger than me, so that okay. would make him 34. 34. Yeah. Well, his birthday, he'll be 34. He's oh, okay. 33 at the moment. Okay, he's 33 at the moment. Okay, but still, he's in his 30s. You are 41. Okay, go on. Yes. Okay, so tell me, please tell uh, everybody in the Catching Up world where you're going, Montreal, for what reason? Go ahead, please. 
Phyllisy. <laughs> You make it. You make it sound so. I'm not right, making anything so sound anyway. We, I just stopped the show and I'm asking you to explain it. I am going to push this all off on boyfriend, as you do. Mm-hmm. Mark is a really avid Pokemon Go player. Okay. Now, at first, I was the thing about me. I like Pokemon Go, and I'm and I play with him, and we we play a lot. But I don't get into games. Like sure. I don't get. This whole addictive thing, like back when World of Warcraft was really popular and everyone was into it, I wanted to. Like Daniel and everyone were. Daniel Brewer meeting. is his old co-host and my old co-host, but go ahead. Yeah, they they were meeting once a week and raiding and doing mm-hmm. all this crap, and I I tried to get into it, I couldn't. Like I, it's like this feels like work. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm like doing all this stuff anyway. When Pokemon Go came out, it was like, oh, they're cute. You know, they're cute little Pokemon. I remember it from when I was in junior high, high school, you know, that sort of thing. And he and I started playing together. And it was fun because we could, you know, it it requires you to travel and like walk around and go to parks and go to, you know, various. I like to hike and stuff like that. So that part of it I really liked. So he and I got into it together. Well, he has stayed into it. And I occasionally open the app, but mainly I play when when uh he when i'm with him i want everyone to know so, i've kind of known about this a little bit because sometimes i'll be talking to adam he'll be like well i could talk to you for like 10 minutes before then when mark gets home we gotta go uh, they're gonna be a new pokemon person at this in this hardware store in town or something like that i'm like what? <laughs> right so so go ahead uh so anyway there's a so i i'm into it but not as much as him like mm-hmm. i he literally has the app open all day he has this gotcha thing. I used to have one, but mine broke, but I'm, so I don't want to make him sound worse than me, but it spins stops and catches automatically and stuff like that. He's very calculated about, I don't know. He, he's very into the game and his point for me is, well, that's really the only hobby. So I have trumpet playing and I have podcasting and I have all these various things that I do Mm -hmm. that are hobbies and he doesn't really have, he works and then comes home and he doesn't really have any hobbies. So Pokemon is kind of his only hobby, so he devotes a lot of energy to it, which is fine. You know, I mean, that's fine if he enjoys it. So he's always wanted uh, the company, Niantic, puts on all these events throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And so at the event, they'll, you know, rent out an entire park or whatever, and they'll set up special things inside that geographically bound to that location. Mm-hmm. So you go in that park and there are special Pokemon there or there are special raids or there are, you know, rewards that you get for, for attending the particular event. Yeah. And you have to, you have to buy tickets for the events and, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, then the ticket is like linked to your game. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a ticket, you don't get those, those things don't show up in the app at all. So mm-hmm. it's not like just anyone can show up there. So he's been wanting to do this forever. And so we had been talking about this summer doing it, but we couldn't get all the events sold out over the summer that we could go to. And so this Montreal thing came up, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And he said, hey, do you want to go to this? And I said, I, you know, sure, I'll go wherever. So it's just uh, the event is on Sunday. It's like next Sunday. So a week from today. And uh, and we're flying out on Saturday, and then we're flying home on Monday. So we're literally just flying out, staying in a hotel, doing the Pokemon stuff all day Sunday, and then flying home on Monday. So you had a question about the hotel, and the hotel he booked. So, and I didn't specify like, do you, you know, 
do we have a sauna or hot tub or anything? You don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, okay. Well, Adam, did, did you lose interest in that story? Like I went way too far. <laughs> it sounded like you're like from the mountains to the sea to all of California. This is the catching up news report. Before we start the news, I want somebody called me and said, uh, you know, I like Adam on the show a lot. Uh, it's really good, but it's not catching up. It sounds more like dubious intent. Do you agree with that, Adam? I don't I don't know. I mean, we're not trying to make it sound like dubious intent, but I think the dynamic between you could not replicate the dynamic between you and Mike mm-hmm. with someone else. Yeah. So I and also I, I, this is going to sound like a it's not a put down at all, but also mm-hmm. Mike um approaches podcasting a little bit differently than you and I do. Mhm. And so he's real, like, super laid back and just kind of telling a story, you know, kind of uh, what some like what some would call lies or whatever kind mm-hmm. of approach. And so mm-hmm. it's it sounds like a very storytelling thing, whereas you and I, I think, are just a little bit different in the way we podcast. So, of course, it's going to sound different. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Adam. Hold on. Hold on for a second. Hold on. Yeah, hi guys, RT Cruiser here for the Celebrity <laughs> Death Phone. Uh, Susan Bescher, American punk rocker mm-hmm. and judge, dead of brain cancer, 67. Okay, okay bye. Adam, uh, well, okay, that's very good. Uh, thank you, RT no. Cruiser, for that. Do you, do you think that's a celebrity or not? No. I don't even know who that person is. Uh, sorry, RT Cruiser. Try again next time. So what I, were you saying again? I'm sorry, Adam. So you can get a call from RT Cruiser for death phone, but he won't call my other show. How dare you, RT Cruiser? I don't even know how recent. I love how most of the audience has no idea what just happened there. <laughs> so really, you said all of that just to set no, up I really, for that no, bit. No, no I, you know, I didn't actually. But when you started talking, I was thinking – you know, I, I, everyone should know Lori Roggenkamp and I in June did a tribute to Dubious Intent, a show that Adam used to do with uh, our friend Daniel Brewer. And um, so I have the soundboard still set up. And so when you started talking, I'm like, oh, I still have the soundboard for Dubious Intent set up. And this is kind of the moment when uh, uh, <laughs> Daniel would do something like that. Okay, everyone, let's do a new story. It's- no, Daniel would do it like um, I'm. I'm discussing my grandmother dying. I, you know, I'm. I'm. You yeah. know, getting to the sad part, and then ring, ring. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Adam. Can you hold that for just? That a would have been brilliant if I could have gotten RT Cruiser to call in about your grandma's death. Uh, what? So in the chat room before uh-huh. we uh, read yeah. a news story, uh, uh-huh. I, I don't know how to say this. Yves no, Adams. Eve Adams. Eve Adams. Eve Adams. Yeah. Uh, says Mike doesn't pull focus. And Adam is not the straight man and does pull focus. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but there you go. That's the difference. Interesting. Very, very good. Okay. Do you have a new story, Adam, or what's your story? Uh, I do, and I couldn't really – so I'm going to give you a couple of options, and you sure. tell me which one you're more oh, interested wait, in. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on for a second. I, you know, This reminds me of something, the way that you – No, it's not that. a contest. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's uh, what now? It's time for the dubious intent news game. News game. It's time for a news game. News game. 
It's time for a news game. And this is what it is this week. Adam brings some news stories, and I try and pick which one we're going to do. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you can do Arkansas College finds no evidence of bias over dreadlocks. Okay. Um, you can do a story about how much money medical marijuana is now generating in Arkansas. Mm, interesting. Okay. And uh, a story about an earthquake in Arkansas. So which, which the... would you like to hear? <clears throat> well, the other two are boring. I'm going to say the dreadlocks one. Okay. It's Arkansas. There's not really anything. Uh, the thing about you guys bring stories from where you're from, but Arkansas doesn't really have a lot of interesting stories. But here mm-hmm. we go. Well, sure. we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt this is even going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. An investigation found no evidence that a white head coach discriminated against a black basketball player because of his dreadlocks. The university, the, 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 the University of Arkansas at Fort Smith said. Yeah. Tyler Williams said last month he was dismissed from the team by Coach Jim Boone mm-hmm. over his hair. <laughs> Wait, what is this guy's name? The coach is named Jim Boone. <laughs> The most Arkansas name ever. Go ahead. Tom Mars Boone's attorney denied the allegations last week. The university's internal investigation did not find any, quote, substantial evidence supporting Williams. Chancellor Teresa Riley said Wednesday in an email to students, faculty, and staff. Um, last month, Boone noted he would, again, air quotes, probably not recu- recruit students who have hair like Williams. So he said this in public. People have record of this. Well, that's what they're saying. Okay. He noted that. I don't know. He said Boone noted. I don't know where he noted this. I don't yeah. know if it was in a in an on a post-it on his desk <laughs> mm-hmm. or if he said it in a speech. I don't know. Yeah. He said it's about my program. This might be your team, but it's my program. And there are certain things and expectations that I have in my program, and it's going to be ran in that way, Boone said. Everybody mm-hmm. has a choice. And when we recruit, you have that choice. If you feel that it's not for you, then you don't come here. It's that simple. So uh, he never told him to change his hair, but made him feel devalued and disrespected, the 22-year-old from Oklahoma said. Well, look, here's the deal. What the guy, the guy's logic, I actually do kind of agree with that. Like, in other words... Uh, it, let's go from the player's perspective. I'm going to come back down on this Boone guy in a second, but uh, the player's perspective, like in other words, if there was a school that was called We Hate Mexicans School, right? <laughs> I'm not going to go to this school. Right? Well, like, I have I'm another question. Yeah, go ahead, Adam. I'm I'm sure this coach is racist. I, sure. I don't want to look. I don't want to judge people. Yeah, that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he lives in Arkansas. His name's Jim Boone. He's mm-hmm. a white old man. I mean, mm-hmm. he probably is ra- – probably. Do you think but, he's ever said the N-word? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. An older white man in Arkansas, unless mm-hmm. he came from the north. I mean, I don't use that word. Let's just get that straight right now. Mm-hmm. Not and, and not the grandmother that just died, but my my real father's mom – she would say something sweet about a black person, but use the term in N word in the sweet thing she was saying. I don't even know how you do it. Uh-huh. She would say, man, that little N has such a sweet voice, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And it's like grandma. Like anyway, but wait, um, but, but can you do her accent? 
No, I, I'm not. No, first of all, I'm not saying that word. And no, say, no, I don't want you to say I, the word. I don't want you to say the word. But um, I probably have her accent already. I mean, okay, let me see. You, you all make fun of my. <laughs> so do a conversation. I'll be you. You be your grandma. Hi, grandma. Hey, baby, what's going on? I'm at. Uh, what's going on with uh, Lucius over there in the in that grocery store? Oh, Lucius, he's so sweet. He always takes out my groceries, you know. I, I love an N-word. I just, you know, they're so sweet and nice and help me with my groceries. And, yeah. you know, I bet he has a nice little N-mama. And I don't know. I think I used the wrong music there. I think the yeah, music. Yeah, probably so. It, yeah. Wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been that. But I, no, I, I know. That I'm was a good, good song. I like that song. But I think actually the song we should have used uh was uh, this one right here. And I think you'll know this song. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Adam, how you doing? You know, I just met the nicest N-word did today. He knew his place. He called me ma'am. That boy was real kind like, you know? Everyone oh, yeah. should know, this is the theme to the... Emmy Award-winning Mama's Family, which is not surprisingly Adam's favorite show. <laughs> they were never racist on that show, by the way, and she was funny. I want you know, Mama I, was played by uh, award-winning Vicky actress Vicky Lawrence, and Adam didn't you? <laughs> the best part is years ago, Adam was cotton-picking mad because. He couldn't get tickets to Vicky Lawrence's sold out show. Wasn't it sold out? Like he tried to get tickets and it was sold out. I don't remember. There was there was some period of time where I wanted. She has a one woman show where she does Mama. Uh-huh. Like half of it is Mama and half of it's just Vicky Lawrence or uh-huh. whatever. And I was trying to find one that was near me, like, so we didn't have to travel all over God's green earth because Mark's not going to enjoy it. No. I mean, this is a show. This is a show from my youth about, you know, like a white trash grandma sort Mm -hmm. of thing. I mean, he's going to be like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I can't really say, hey, let's go on this trip to some casino out in the middle of nowhere because, you know. Celebrities who are not really celebrities anymore, they they tend to perform at casinos. Mm hmm. I don't know if you know this, but, and it won't be the good, it won't be like the good casinos. It'll be like Billy Bob's Backwood Casino and Grill, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. So it's not like these are destination locations. So I can't Mm -hmm. really say to Mark, oh, there's plenty to do at this, you know, little um, Native American reservation out in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, other than this casino. But I don't remember. I I couldn't find one that was close or the one that was close had already passed. Mm -hmm. So I was too late Mm -hmm. or something like that. I don't know. But for some reason, I was unable to go and see her. So, Mm. Vicki Lawrence and your grandma. Yeah. My grandma wasn't really much like Vicki or uh, Mama. No, I was just saying two places where you you weren't able to go see the person you wanted to see. Yes, exactly. Anyway, dreadlocks. There was a good point made in the chat room that I was going to make. Yeah. It could be a racist thing. However, it could just be an old person not liking that hairstyle because Mm -hmm. it's not just black people that wear dreadlocks. There are white people. There are Mexican people. There are other people groups that wear dreadlocks. So 
it could also be something like that. It could just be like a, I don't like that hairstyle sort of thing. Yes, but I think that they don't like that hairstyle because it reminds them of black people. Who's to say, though? I mean, do we know that? That's true. We don't know it. Anyway, the point I was going to make is, to come to finish my point, was you, you – I don't know why that guy would go to that school. But also, there's a vetting process. You don't just join – I don't know how the school is, but I imagine you recruit people and stuff like that. So the coach knew that the guy had dreadlocks before he was on the team, right? I would assume, but well, you can change your hair. That's true. He could have maybe gotten the dreadlocks afterwards. So anyway, the point is, I think it seems that the guy pretty made it pretty clear that, um, and also there's a type of racism where you, it's like an unspoken racism where you don't necessarily say, I don't want black people in my establishment. But what you do is you do this. Like, well, you can't wear baggy jeans, you can't show your underwear, you can't have dreadlocks. You know, you can't do things that are culturally recognized, not recognized, but uh, maybe cultural signifiers. And and if a person like Christina Aguilera or Justin Bieber happen to, you know, get lost in the mix, well, then so be it, because you don't want those kind of people in your establishment anyway. But for the most part, it gets rid of the the black people, you know, so or the person of color or whatever, whether it be Asians or Mexicans or black people. So, uh... I don't know. I it it's it it seems I I just don't understand how the president of the school said there are, are no there's no evidence of racism here. We didn't see anything and the guy wrote I just don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this actually reminds me this is not my news story, but have you seen the controversy about this new SNL cast member? I have not. Okay, so they've hired three new SNL cast members. A woman, an Asian guy, the first uh, is that the first Asian guy on the show? He's definitely the first full Asian guy, um, but uh, but it, it's a landmark for the show. And then it's not Joel. It's not Joel Kim Booster, is it? Not Joel Kim Booster. And then um, he was a writer on the show. And okay. uh, and then this this white guy, I can't remember his name. Right? I think I want to say it's Shane Gillis, but I could be wrong. That's just coming just from my memory. And people started going through Shane's or this comedian. Could you look that up, Adam, see if that's right? But um, they're going through this comedian's, uh, you know, Twitter feed. He had scrubbed most of his stuff, actually, leading up to the announcement. And But they did find some things where he had a podcast. And I had only seen the headlines for a while. But the headlines were just like, you know, comedian says racist things about Asian people during a podcast or anything. Which, by the way, first thing I thought it was, well, I guess I can never be on SNL because if they're bringing up shit you say on a podcast, there are about 7 million things that would disqualify me, right? But uh, I was like, what? I was actually, before diving into the story, kind of in my head apologizing for the guy because I was like, go ahead. Well, so this is just uh, an initial... Google, but it says new SNL cast member Shane Gillis yeah. referred to Andrew Yang as a quote Jew. Oh, I guess I don't want to say because people clip this out. C H I N K. What does that spell? I don't want to say. I don't want to say these racist words. So I just, yeah, so, I think if you have an accent can, like you, you should never say these racist words. Later, but, later when I want to be a politician, I mean yeah. somebody's going to clip them out. But anyway, it says he referred to. Andrew Yang as a Jew, and then you have the no problem word. with Jew. I don't think Jew a Jew, Jewish person is called a Jew, right? 
I don't know. Is that, that a racist? I don't know. Is that a racist? People like term? to be called Jews, just the way Japanese people don't like to be called Japs. Now that's not oh. that's not across the board. I will say because I have a lot I of mean, Jewish in the, friends in the Bible. Yeah. In the Bible, they're called Jews and Gentiles. Well, in the Bible that you read. But what I was going to say is, <laughs> they're called N words in my Bible. But you know. Uh, no. Uh, and then, like, the Jew thing is not across the board. I will say that. There are some Jews who don't care. They say Jew as well, right? And then there are some that don't. They are offended by it. Anyway, point is this. Is I was initially apologizing. I'm going like, you know what? You can take things out of context just like the way you're afraid of, right? But then I watched the video clip. Oh, my God. There is so much hate. And it is not coming from a good place. This is not like a comedy routine where you're like maybe doing a character who says that or like, no, 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 no. This is hit. What's funny is is that people, you know, the headlines are focused so much on the word. But the entire context of the conversation to me is worse. It's about it's so racist against Asian people. It is chilling that people talk like this and have the and the they have the audacity to do this on a podcast i can't even like it's crazy it is absolutely mind-boggling it was uh i don't know it was it was shocking um uh Haley's mom says she loves him Haley, look at this podcast clip i i don't know if Haley, you're Haley's mom, but I don't know if Haley would be into it. Like, I could see, like I'm saying, like, I could see a character. I could see doing, I was actually initially like, oh, people are going to a big deal on nothing. But then I saw the clip on the podcast where he's saying horrible things and that not, it didn't seem like a character and it seemed, I don't know. I don't know. Did not seem to come from a good place. Anyway, uh, here's, this is an interesting question. Actually, kind of on the topic we were talking about. Uh, this is actually from a blog, Queerty, and the headline is, Gays are still shaming interracial dating? Interracial dating? What the fuck? And it has to do that there's a, a, a bi football player named Ryan Russell. He came out as bi on ESPN. So he has a boyfriend, and it turns out that the boyfriend is white. Okay, and the racism isn't coming actually from white people, right? It's coming from other black people. Uh, uh, a person on Twitter named Ahmad K. Khan wrote, wanted to be excited that Ryan Russell came out as bisexual as a proud black East Asian and Caribbean bi dude. I was happy that another person of color had broken down that wall. But alas, you guessed it. His partner is white. This shit is sick. And an epidemic at this point, and um, a guy named Ty Spencer wrote, having the white partner ruin the entire moment. So you date a Filipino guy, Adam. Have his Filipino friends come down (laughs) on him for dating a white guy? You say Filipino is so special. Anyway. um, Well, that's how they say it, right? They say Filipino, right? Well, kind of, but not. Not exactly the way you're saying it, but I can't do it either, so it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it just makes me laugh when you say it. Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah, I, so I don't want to. I feel like I'm in the wrong. I'm a white male, so I'm like I'm Satan mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to race discussions. Yeah. Like I'm a middle aged white male. Like I have no rights to say anything. So I just mm-hmm. want to put that out, put that out there right now. Mm-hmm. But I will say. That it feels like other cultures who who are in the minority, uh, and and I've seen this a lot from from African Americans. Stop it! See, I, I that is not even fair. Anyway, um, it's your favorite show. 
But I, I know what you're doing here. You're painting some profile on me by playing this song. Anyway, so they, a lot of them seem to have a problem with people of their own race dating outside that race because they think it um, somehow diminishes their fight or or it goes against, you know, what they're trying to achieve. So they want, they're like, oh, so you're racist too. You can't even date someone from, you know, from the, from our race. Why don't mm-hmm. you? St-? So I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And I don't think this really is a gay thing. I think it's just a cultural thing among mm-hmm. some minority groups really would prefer. And I don't think it's across the board. I don't think it's blanket, but a lot of them mm-hmm. would prefer that people in that race stay dating within that race more so because they feel like it's, I don't know, I don't want to say reverse racism, but they feel like it's like, why are you also racist against your own race? You can't mm-hmm. even date, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I don't know if it's a gay thing is all yeah. I'm saying. Um, You know, I've dated white guys. What's funny is I would love to date a Latino guy. Here's why. First of all, I think they're fucking hot. One. They are. Two, only a Latino, I think, would truly get my family. I have an after-breakfast story that I'm going to tell that relates to this. But um, I only think a Latino family, a person would get my family. Like, for instance, uh, I'm not straight, but and I'm also, she's my cousin, but my cousin Natalie's in the chat room, okay? And... Like, I can call my cousin Natalie. Now, it is crazy. Not It is unique because she is also family, so she gets how crazy my... But, like, when Natalie listens to the show, or my cousin Stephanie listens to the show, or my cousin Roxanne, or any of my cousins listen to the show, well, they also know my mom, right? So they listen to the show. When they hear these family stories, they listen on another level, right, where they understand. But also, I think, I feel like I get a lot of emails from other Latinos who... Oh, you know what? And that's funny. I was thinking about this. <clears throat> When so yeah, this is not a story I was going to tell, but yesterday my mom was getting a lot of bloody noses because of she heard well it, she just got a bloody nose and then she's on these blood thinners and it made it harder to deal with right. So when she got the first bloody nose, she was like, "Oh my god, I have a bloody nose!" Right? She was freaking out, and uh, she goes, "Get me ice, get me ice." So I ran to the freezer. And the ice packs, we have two freezers. There's one in the garage and there's one in the kitchen. Well, the the ice packs that we actually have are in the garage. So I just ran to the freezer in the kitchen. And the only thing that seems suitable, this is so fucking Mexican. I had made these avocado paletas, right? Which is basically like an avocado, like fruit bar, you know? And so I just grabbed an avocado paleta and threw it at her. I'm like, here! And she like grabbed, (laughs) and she had this avocado paleta up against her bloody nose. And I remember thinking... That is just the most Mexican fucking thing that could ever happen, right? I know you. De- I, know, I know you described what it is. Is it like a popsicle? Yeah, or basically is it like... a popsicle. Yeah, it's a popsicle. Okay, an avocado popsicle. It's All an right. avocado popsicle. That I, I've been getting into like fancy paletas, and so one of them I wanted to try was an avocado one, and so I had a couple left over, and so I threw an avocado paleta at her, and she put it on her face to stop her bloody nose. It was, was it in a was it in a plastic? A wrapper no, it's in a plastic. Bag or no, it's in a plastic case. It's like a hard, okay. almost like Tupperware plastic case. So you, it's a mold, essentially. So you pour okay. it in the mold and the popsicle sticks are in there, yeah. So uh, I was like, oh, it's so fucking Mexican. You know, I just have an avocado paleta just hanging out in your freezer, you know? And so, uh, and so when I say that, I'm sure like Stephanie, Natalie, but when I say things like that that are cultural signifiers, 
uh, people will write to me and go like, oh, that's so my family. Or when people tell me about my mom, a lot of Mexicans will say, oh, that's you're so describing my mom or my relationship with my mom. And so uh, that's why I would ultimately love to date a Latino guy. But sometimes, you know, the heart takes you where the heart takes you. Thank you. Yeah. And for you, it's twinks. Young. Yeah. Look, if you could be a Latino twink, that'd be even better. There's this twink I'm so in love with. You might like him, too. Uh, his name is Austin Young. He actually looks Latino. I don't know what his ethnic background is. I know he lives like in, in the Midwest. This Austin Young, by the way, I happen to know he's like 22 or 23, but he looks like not that, right? He looks okay. Eight, he looks 18. <laughs> Okay. 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 It's like, what state am I in? What's legal? How low can I go? <laughs> no, he looks like I turned eighteen I a, today. Yeah. I, I had a friend who uh, I'm not going to call him a pedophile, but he truly was into underage guys, and uh, and and so that just makes me think of him. Well, he funny. was young. I mean, he was young. Yeah. But he just liked his guys to look super young. Yeah, no, no, like, no. What's really funny is I'm actually not into underage guys. Like that's actually a huge turn off for me i don't like breaking the law i'm just not into them i, I just really not like it seems to be like the age i like is like 20 and older because your face does change i don't like baby looks does that make sense uh i like like young man looks i don't that makes any sense so uh anyway um anyway do you have any other oh let me, let me tell my other um uh other story so Thursday was just like a general, regular, stressful day, you know? It just seemed, and I'm sure you've had these days, where everybody needed to talk to me, you know, at the same time, and they were just pushing and pulling me in all directions, and it just seemed like, and what's funny is I'm really into, I wasn't like this in high school, but now with Afterthought Media, super into doing my homework, so I record podcasts early, I edit them early, I, I post them early, and I schedule them and do all that. So that I reduce my stress. But for some reason, Thursday just, I don't know, shit fell apart. I didn't do something right. And so I had to go do, you know, I have another show called The Pit Crew. It was supposed to be done on Wednesday. They pushed it back to Thursday. That might have been what fucked everything up, was them moving it to another day. And that, because The Pit Crew, in theory, should take 45 minutes to record in and out. I have to go to their studio. They have a little home studio, right? I have a cousin who built a home studio in his garage, Adam. For a podcast he doesn't even do anymore, right? So that's do... so me. I can I can completely understand that because <laughs> there have been so many things, like especially around. I want to at one point I was like, oh, I'm going to do video. I'm going to be a YouTube whatever. Yeah. And I buy all this equipment, you know, and all this. I set it up. I get everything going, whatever. And then it just kind of fizzles out. But I really enjoyed like setting up all the equipment and buying mm-hmm. it and like doing the research. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? He got a. Well, I shouldn't. Say, I'll tell you off the bre- after breakfast a real a weird good thing that happened to him. I, I probably shouldn't tell on the air, right? Okay. It's not sexual at all. It's just something you'll understand when I tell you after breakfast. Remind me after breakfast. But anyway, he okay. built he built this home studio, and so we used that for the pit crew. And to them, you know, and I'm I'm not coming down on them because they're actually in a weird kind of way, right? You know, to them, this is a fun hobby. You know, they show up, they do this show. And so I showed up at 3.30 at the designated time and they want to have a couple of beers and shoot the shit. And okay, let's, Adam, it's a 45 minute show. I thought I'd be home by six. We didn't even start recording till like six. Like, you know, I was was keeping you abreast of the situation because we were supposed to do catching up that night. Not only that, this is part where I didn't do my homework. 
Uh, I had a three-part deal. Oh, you know what? Eve Adams is in the fucking goddamn chat room. Uh, and he, he, you're going to hear about him. So, by, by the way, thank you, Eve Adams. You did me a solid. I got a letter from my manager. That you're going to hear about this fucking Eve Adams. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you, Eve. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate you. I really do, yeah. But I got an <laughs> um, email from my manager that my third ad for better help the the online therapy company was due that the next day by the morning east coast time and i was like fuck i gotta do an ad and eve had uh, eve uses better help and had offered to do an ad with me so i go well, can you please do an ad with me and i'll do it and I, saw, so I said i'll do it before catching up i'm all again the ads are not allowed to be more than three minutes i can't do a more than three minute ad i've done it before and i get in trouble or they cut it up right so Adam, I'm going to go on a Daniel Brewer type rant. So I get home at seven. I'm like, all right. Oh, and then I had a scheduled phone call. Oh my God, so much going on. Because the scheduled phone call becomes important. So I show up at seven. I'm like, oh, perfect. My scheduled phone call is at 745. It's only a three minute ad. I could even do this and then maybe have some dinner and then have the phone call. I show up at seven. I say, Eve, I'm ready to go whenever you are. He's like, yeah, five minutes, whatever, right? Adam. All he had to do was sign on to Google Hangouts. <laughs> yeah. We could I did not start recording this three minute ad <laughs> until seven fifty five. Where's the link? I don't see it. Are you inviting me? Is <laughs> No 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 no. He got that no, part. Is... He he wanted to use his AirPods with his MacBook. Oh, <laughs> And so, like, he could hear me, but I couldn't hear him. And I'm saying, go to the gear and the this and to do that and blah, blah, blah. I actually don't even know how he made it work. But eventually, I got a phone call and it worked. And I'm all, I recorded the ad. And I'm not even joking. The second I hit stop, uh, the people called that were supposed to call, right? Well, so a listener of the show, John Marti, I'll give him credit right here, turned me on to this podcast. I don't want to say what it is, right? Because don't, we don't have a deal yet, right? But he's like, Joe, you should listen to this podcast and um, uh, you might want to bring them into the Afterthought family. It seems kind of something you would like. It's these two guys. They do a show where they catch up every week. Okay, I'm, I'm actually making a joke, but I'm not lying. And, uh, okay. <laughs> and so uh, I listen to the show. It's actually a pretty good show and there's a lot of things I like about it, right? So I schedule one of them one of them may be quitting soon, but you know, no big deal. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so I uh I, I chat with them over social media for a bit and then we schedule this phone call and I call them. Well, I'm in such an adrenaline rush from having to rush back from the studio where we were recording pit crew. Then I come in, I'm dealing with 50 minutes of uh, trying to record a three-minute better help ad, which uh, to be honest, I even made—I should have made the joke on the air. Like I needed better help at that moment, and then I was actually stressed about you, Adam, because I know we were supposed to do catching up and we were going to do it, but I didn't know how long the call was going to be, and blah 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 blah. And then I think you wanted—then you wanted to watch Big Brother, and then I was worried my energy would be too low, so I had to cancel Thursday's thing. Anyway, I'm on all this adrenaline from just go 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 go. So when I get on the phone with these guys. Adam, and I could, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation. I could hear myself talking and I knew I sounded like a hyper crazy person. Right? Have you ever been in that situation where you're like, I I actually have a story to tell, but I'm not doing it on the recorded 
part. Okay, you'll do it after breakfast. Okay. Yeah, but but I'll <laughs> I'll commiserate with that just a little bit, but I'm gonna do it on the after show. Okay. So, by the way, everyone should know Sweet Michael and I made up. Okay, I was I was in a war with Sweet Michael, and we've since made up, and we had a com- conversation. He goes, "I listened to the catching up after we got in a fight to see if you mentioned me, and you said." Oh, I got in a fight with Sweet Michael. I'll tell the whole story after breakfast. And he was so angry. <laughs> anyway, um, the point is, afterwards, I was like, I know I know, I sounded like a crazy person, Adam. I know. They must think I'm the biggest crazy person. I was just going like, I was just talking to my mom. Okay. Let's also say this, though. Because I've known you for a while. I haven't known you as long as Mike has known you. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, this is a very common Joe Batance trait, is that you will overthink things that you've done or conversations that you've had with people. Mm-hmm. And you will assume that people thought negatively of you. You do that. So I just want to put that out there. You You could be over-obsessing about this thing and like – you know, running it because I've known you to do that before. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on for a second. You, you think do? that people, you overanalyze things. Like you'll have a conversation or you'll really want to impress someone or you'll get in these situations where you're unsure or whatever. And I know this was a little bit different scenario because maybe you had the power supposedly in this scenario. I don't know the full details Mm -hmm. because you're like trying to make a deal with people to, I don't know whether they're like, Oh, we're really big. And you know, you need to really bend over backwards to get us in your network. Or if they're like, Oh, you're a really big network. We would, I don't know the details of that, but I just know. I'll say after breakfast. When you get in these situations later, you will analyze how you did. You'll be like, Oh, I probably sounded lame. Oh, they probably hate me now. They probably never want to talk to me again. They probably like when you go, I, I, I've heard stories where you've like gone out to dinner with people and you'll be like, Oh, they probably thought I ate too much or didn't like, I, I just feel like you do that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you do that. That's it. Thank you. That's why I'm starting Could have been any clearer if you want to make the world a better place. You know my favorite part. I will say in all of music. Remember when the when the gospel choir kicks in? Yeah, I like a gospel choir. But yeah, you don't like N words. Weird. The the other (laughs) shut up. I do. I love. First of all, I don't call anyone that word. (laughs) Not what I heard. And I love all races. I love all races. Um, I love dreadlocks. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. Of the big dread- fan of dreadlocks. I'm a, I'm a big fan of dreadlocks. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Um, okay. So it was a really, really, really stressful, stressful, stressful day. I, it was awful. And I'm so sorry I had to cancel catching up that day. But it was just like at the end of that phone call with those two guys, I was just like spent. And then you had to watch Big you- Brother. You should never be stressed about me because here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, I was just as stressed that I, I was like, oh, my God, maybe maybe I shouldn't watch Big Brother. Like, maybe this is the time Joe wanted to do it. Oh, my. You know, he's going to be upset. He's going to 
replace me. I'm not even going to do these four weeks anymore. It's going to be like, okay, Lori, uh, Adam's being too difficult, you know? So I'm thinking similar thoughts to what you're thinking. Don't you know that's why I was playing that song, Adam? What? Don't you know that's why I was playing that song? Well, no, I was, I was, you were playing the song because you were doing that about the other guys. No, I was playing the song because you're telling me that I overthink conversations. You do. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you overthink conversations. That like you're talking about the man in the mirror. You're if only asking. I was Mexican and made paletas and put them in the freezer, <laughs> we would be the same person, Joe. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, Adam, what's going on with you? What's your other story you got for us today? Let me look at my – actually, let me look at my notes because I really don't want to tell the one that's the best. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that off the rec- – I mean, who needs to record the best The best thing? Yeah. Um, I don't – gosh. We can end really the show right here. We're, we're, look, 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 look. Here's the deal. I, I don't have another story. All right. I, all that's right. it. So what do you have going on next week, Adam? Oh, my God, Joe. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. So this whole death thing was mm-hmm. really put a cramp. Mm-hmm. And everything. So I, I think – I just don't think I'm going to be able to pull it off to stay for the funeral because they're not – and when I feel really funeral? insensitive. Well, they haven't given me the exact day, mm-hmm. but I heard them mention midweek. Ooh. So – and I'm – Mark and I are going to Montreal on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I have a presentation that I have to give at work on Thursday. Yeah. And I can't pull out of that because, like, the person who asked me to do it, they're really depending on me to give this presentation. And if I pull out so – so um, with with the presentation being so close, they'll have to find somebody to replace me and, like, mm-hmm. it'll be a big deal. But I also haven't created the presentation yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have to work – like, I need to work some this week so I can create my slides and all that kind of stuff that you do when you're giving a presentation. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be able to make the funeral, but uh, so the way things are going to work is I'm to get the cheapest possible flights. I'm doing a red eye mm-hmm. tomorrow night back oh, to Arkansas. Wow. So I'm, so I'm leaving and I'm flying through the middle of the night, which is what a red eye is. And then I'll get in and Tuesday I it did take off work. So I'm planning on just sleeping. Cause I don't think I'll be able to sleep on the plane because you know, plane crash. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, um, so it does. Can you make it seem like it doesn't affect you? Well, no, it does. Actually, Kathy Bacon tweeted. Kathy Bacon. Uh, Kathy Bacon is, is a that, prominent Pride Forty Eight listener. Go ahead. Yeah, Kathy Bacon is is a you know a listener of a lot of Pride Forty Eight shows, and she tweeted. I, I don't. It was incomprehensible exactly what she meant, but she was basically saying that I'm so cavalier about the plane crash. So I don't mean to be cavalier about the plane crash. It's just the way I deal with things, I guess. But. Uh, I do have a hard time sleeping in either planes or cars since the crash. Mm-hmm. So I don't sleep well. So even though it's a red eye, I feel like I'm just going to watch Netflix the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I am taking off on Tuesday, but then I have to work Wednesday because I have to create this presentation. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to Montreal on Saturday. So um, we're also taking care of my parents' dog until they get back from Washington. So it's just a bunch of busy stuff. And then we're going to go catch Pokemon. Actually, today is a community day for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think someone mentioned that in the, in the chat room. I should go out and play, but I don't, I don't like doing it by myself. And it's been kind of rainy here in, in the Seattle area. Imagine that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to play or not. I really want a shiny Turtwig, though. Mm-hmm. So 
maybe I will. But that's what's going on. Just a lot of traveling and then Montreal sadness. Yeah. We're we're literally just last night we were literally just hanging out in their trailer. Oh my gosh. They're they're did parked. Anyone, did anyone, in, anyone bump out take out a, a banjo and start playing some tunes? No, I mean it's not a it's not like a country trailer. I mean, it's a nice trailer. It's got I thought it was going to be much smaller than I was thinking one of these uh really popular teardrop trailers that they've got now that's yeah. like tiny. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more of a it's like a I want to say it's over 18 feet, but it's there's a master bedroom, there's a couple of bunks, there's a bathroom, there's a kitchen, mm-hmm. there's a, a little expandable area that has a table. It was fine. I'm still glad I have a hotel, though. But yeah, we were just sitting around like doing nothing last night, and that'll be the same thing today. They're going to cook ribs in the trailer so that we can eat dinner. <laughs> I don't know. So Maybe they won't mind if I go play Pokemon for a couple hours. You can take the boys out of Arkansas, but you can't take the Arkansas out of the boys. Oh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Catching Up. Catching Up is uh, something creative commons, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. You can uh, email us. Uh, Adam, where can they find you on social media? Oh my god, I don't know. Geeky Gay. Just look for Geeky Gay um, is usually what I go by. On Instagram. Well, Adam, you know, that was we're done with week two of uh, of Catching of Up yes. With You. The, the special guest series of Catching Up with Adam Burns. How are you liking it so far? How are you like sitting in for Mike Lawson? I love it. Well, I've always liked podcasting with you. I think you and I have a good uh, chemistry. I think so, too. I think if Mike Lawson comes back, we should look into doing... I think people have said this is a different show. We should look into doing something else. They know? have said that, yes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, Adam, uh, it's been nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>